Welcome. My name is Michael Apple. I'm joining conversation with the president of the South African Informal Traders Association, uh, Rashida Muller. Thank you so much for your time. I'd like to start by asking you exactly how many people you represent. Your statement you sent out uh, earlier this week said 2 million. I just want to make sure I read that correctly. The statistics on informal trade is round about 4.9 million. But we obviously do not have the data of every single trader on our, you know, within the, the borders of South Africa. But we do have a footprint uh, across the country in each province. We have a provincial structure and the mobilizing is going out to encourage and to to let every informal trader know that we are there to protect the interests of the informal sector. We traders like to call us the union. So um, I cannot give you a direct fixed number as this is an ongoing process. We have thousands upon thousands in each province, but we're taking it around the figures and the stats that is within South Africa. So even if you don't know that I'm protecting you as an informal trader, we protect the informal sector of South Africa per se, and we speak on behalf of them, and government has realized that our you know, our intensity of driving the process of economic empowerment and development for all informal traders. In your statement, you said that, quote, Home Affairs, DERCO, that's uh, International Relations Department, and the SAPS are the institutions which have the authority and responsibility to intervene in issues like we saw last week uh, involving um, political parties going around to businesses. Um, and you're saying, well, political parties stay out of this. Yes, what we've seen, we as CITA want to distance ourselves from. You know, we express our disappointment at these actions. And we are saying, you know, that CITA is interested only in the economic development and empowerment of the informal traders. And that we must not politicize the situation. And therefore, we call upon the government institutions to do what is correct, but to work with Saita in collaboration so that we can get into an endeavor to look at what are the best solutions to see to the growth because of the high unemployment and also to see that the environment that with, within which we operate is one of peace and contentment. So that is why the call came out very strongly from CITA to let us not exacerbate the situation and calm the situation by having these, um, you know, these collaboration talks. And we must say that government has listened and we are busy engaging. I don't know when the actual Indaba will take place with CITA, but they have heard us and they appreciate the fact that we want to engage because we are the people on the ground. Many of our members are foreign traders and, you know, the history of foreign traders in our country goes back as far as 1994. 
Yeah, well, your argument, at least from your statement, is that the informal economy, the informal sector, you know, has to a degree helped absorb the millions pushed into unemployment by the state of the economy, lockdowns, COVID, etc. So you're saying it's a sector that must be nurtured and protected. Is that correct? Absolutely. We have seen that COVID-19 has led to so many retrenchments. People... Uh, and if a person does not, you know, does not put bread on the table, the mother or the father, they're going to make some form of effort. And the first stepping stone into business is within the informal sector. Where an unemployed person can go and get a, a box of uh, tomatoes and a pocket of potatoes, go onto the street corner and make packages and start selling and make a profit. So we say that the informal sector is the first step and the easiest step into job creation. And we believe that the informal economy is the one that is going to absorb as the, as the business sector cannot do it. So we, and even as we speak now, we are appealing to government to open up markets, to open up more and more spaces. We are inundated with requests of more and more um, trading spaces due to the high unemployment rate. The unemployment rate and the COVID-19 has seen the, the exponential growth of informal traders. Now, you've also mentioned that it's not your responsibility as CITA to determine the status legal or illegal of those joining the ranks of the informal trading sector. That's correct. We are saying we are not a policing agency. However, we do agree as CITA that there needs to be regulation. There needs to be regulation and we do want our traders to be documented if they are within the realms of the informal sector. We don't want to be a disorganized movement. We want a movement where we have a, a regulation, but regulation which is enabling and do no harm regulation. Regulation that will empower, enhance and develop the micro-business person. But we do not encourage undocumented traders to just go and set up, etc. But therefore, we are calling uh, government again to say, work in collaboration with us because in our partnership, we can ensure that this is monitored and controlled because we are on the ground. CITA's way of operating is, you know, at a national level, we have the nine provincial structures. In each province, you have the district structures. Each province is made up of districts and each district is made up of local organizations. We are say there's about 300 municipalities in, in the country of South Africa and we are saying that we need a CITA representative in each of those municipalities, an organization in each of those municipalities that can work hand in hand with the local government to ensure that we have good economic growth development for the informal traders because it cannot be one-sided and another thing is the municipalities do not have the capacity to manage and control the informal sector on the ground. So your plea to government is, you know, help us help you. 
And how has that plea been received? I see you recently hosted a webinar under the theme, The Resurgence of Xenophobia Against Foreign Traders. You did invite the Small Business Development Department to attend. Did they attend and what was the outcome of that webinar? Yes, indeed. We had uh, Stephen Umlau from the Department of Small Business Development on our straight talk. And uh, he, he was very glad to, to be there and to say that dialogue must continue. There has to be the partnership. So I think it was very successful, but it's now the implementation of what we talk about. We are so tired of talk shops when we go into meetings of government, local government, provincial or national government. We are saying let's get down into the nitty gritty and get the MOU signed or the MOAs, the Memorandum of Understanding or Agreements signed between CITA and government so that we know what our role is and what government's role is and together that partnership will be able to then monitor and evaluate, you know, as we grow and as we achieve better results. So, yes, indeed, it is high on our agenda that government and in particularly, Michael, you need to understand that the landlord of the informal trader, generally, basically 80% is the municipality. We operate in every corner of public space and this public space needs to be managed correctly and therefore we are saying manage it with us as your partner because then you know there'll be better understandings and we will be able to put on the table our concerns. Government can put their, their concerns on the table and together we can come to solutions that will benefit both. There was a 4 billion rand budget allocation by the government last year. I think it was to stimulate rural and township businesses. Have you seen that money filter through at all? Oh, <laughs> yes, i rather give you a little giggle there. Um, it's difficult. We, as CITA, have engaged CEDA and CEFA and have indicated that, you know, we need to track we need to track where this four billion is going to, and we need to ensure that our membership are they are getting access to this money. But it's slow, and I haven't seen much results. But I think we could have a follow up talk on this one, maybe to when we have an engagement and our report from Seed and Sefer to see who did you really give this money to. But um, it is too slow and. As in the past, as uh, we have seen that it is extremely difficult for the micro small business person to access government funding. The criteria, the requirements are too heavy and that is another reason why we need that partnership so that we can look at how can we make it easier for business to access these government funding. So the answer very straightforwardly is no, it is not being seen and it, it's not very high figures. We're waiting on the report. The issue of employment quotas, you would have heard the Labour Minister Tulas Nlesi speaking about it a couple of days ago. He said he's in favour of it and Ned Lack is looking at the issue. Does CITA have a stance on this issue of uh, regulating local to foreign employment? Well, 
uh, we have a, a campaign which we call Do No Harm. And within this campaign, we make certain demands to government and in particular, again, local government. And yes, indeed, we do have representation in the form of Dr. Pat Horn from StreetNet at NEDLAC. And we are saying that the regulatory, you know, as I said earlier, regulations are important. We do believe there needs to be quotas because, um, you know, it's because of that high figures and numbers that's out there that's causing the conflict and the confrontation. Yes, of course, but it needs to unpack and, and really to a point that we can agree with those regulations that is being proposed. As for how a lot of your members must be feeling, um, you've said a lot of your members are foreign nationals uh, and will keep the legal or illegal status out of it for now. But what's the feeling on the ground? Is there a sense of fear about what's going on? Yes, there is. You know, there is a fear. And that is because, number one, there's a lack of um, space. A lack of space, and that's why we're calling for new markets to be opened and to create more spaces for informal trade. Because you go into an area and you're going to find, for example, that you know the, there are more foreign traders than local traders, for example, in a CBD. And that causes frustration. So uh, we, we do want, and CITA, you know, as an organization that represents informal traders, irrespective of whether you are foreign or local, need to ensure that there's calm and that there is good relations, but also taking into consideration the high unemployment rate and the the um, the duty and responsibility of site as well as government is to ensure that local economic empowerment takes preference so but we are allaying the fears by you know um, speaking the voice of you know friendliness partnership we're all in the boat together we all want the same thing so let's work together to have that harmony and create more markets so that everybody who is in need of a space to trade will be accommodated. And we are looking at, at the, the management of the open public spaces with government. Rashida Muller, thank you for your time. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Michael.